Hi everyone, thank you for tuning in. We are joined today by Krusha Sajwani. Hi Krusha, how are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? I'm good as well. Thank you. Thanks for asking. Uh to everyone who's listening in, Krusha is a certified career and life coach. So hopefully we are going to talk about, you know, wellness at work and uh, using that to propel our careers and do better in our roles. So uh Krusha I'm sure in your interactions with your clients and different people you meet uh you come across individuals who are undergoing a slump and who mm. feel uh sort of demotivated uh in their roles uh and um, uh, they want your your guidance and your opinions on how to overcome you know this phase mm. of their their work life. So I would divide my question into two parts. Uh number okay. one how should an individual deal with a slump like that mm. and number two what should what should people managers and leaders do to you know identify these signs very early on and help mm. their team members along so let's let's start with the first part first so exciting subject something i think i can talk about for very long uh so to take your first question i think if we are mm-hmm. talking more on the individual standpoint what can an employee what can a person do uh i'd say the very first advice i give is to really first figure out why you are demotivated now what mm-hmm. i mean by that is before we assign the demotivation to the job or to the role it's important to know that's what it is uh because sometimes we are just having a bad day for some other mm-hmm. reason um mm-hmm. and because we spend a large part of our life of our day working it's easy to make that a parent cause effect right that i'm having a bad day because of this or maybe mm-hmm. you're having a bad day which is why you're not enjoying <laughs> what you're doing that day Right. Hmm. So hmm. first, it's really important to see: is this a one-time occurrence, or is this a repeated thing? Uh, right. Where is that that feeling coming from? Right? Yeah, because the source of this dissatisfaction could also be personal and not necessarily yeah. professional. And as we say, you know, it's before we start the solution, it's important to understand the problem, or else we are solving something and the problem is something else, and we'll end up at the same place at the end of that. So Absolutely. that's important to do. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. once we've done that definitely uh I would break it up into two parts two things that a person can do one is awareness and the mm-hmm. other is action that's how right. I I generally like So your awareness it. would be I think reflection correct exactly taking your exactly. time to figure out the problem Yeah to really uh, just reflect on it as we already spoke about the first part right that's part of awareness as well really reflecting on where is this feeling of demotivation coming uh, mm-hmm. spend some time observing yourself which is mm-hmm. a weird thing for a lot of people to sit and do but you know if you just say that okay for the next week i'm going to observe when is it that i get frustrated uh, mm-hmm. maybe it's a particular kind of task mm-hmm. maybe mm-hmm. it is uh, you know a particular person that gets you anxious mm-hmm. it could be anything and we don't always do the work to figure out what it is so we put a blanket approach and say this is the problem again if i don't know whether the problem is working with a certain person or whether the problem is doing a certain type of task then i can't resolve it because i might go ahead and change my role but i'm working with the same person and i'm still going to have that problem or i change the team but i'm again doing the kind of tasks that don't enrich me and so i'm going to still have that problem 
Understood. So I think the key really is to get to the root of the cause of your dissatisfaction, right? Yeah, like I feel a practical, I know it sounds, I love lists and I think they, they really help us because it's mm-hmm. just about anything you look at, you know, at first goes always overwhelming. As soon as you start breaking it down, it starts becoming less overwhelming and more clear. And the more clarity we have, the easier it is to solve the problem. Because if I say that uh, I need to find the perfect pizza, just mm-hmm. as an example, it's a good start. I know I'm looking for pizza. Okay, but if I don't know what is perfect, which is subjective and then I start getting closer to okay it's in this area and this is where I can find it just get the the chances of me finding that perfect pizza get a mm-hmm, lot better mm-hmm, mm-hmm. how how I would as an individual approach this is I'll start with what I don't like so I don't like thick crust mm. I don't like a lot of veggies on top <laughs> I don't like my pizza one. <laughs> with a lot of uh, you know Indian toppings I don't like butter chicken <laughs> pizza for example uh. So I think that's that's I think the the first thing mm. is to rule out the things you do not like or the things that do not yeah. excite you enough. Process of elimination is great. I was just doing a coaching session with someone who's you know in their late fifties who actually was looking to start a hobby because they realized mm-hmm. they didn't really ever uh, find the time before or realize the need for a hobby till the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we that's how we started because this person had no idea mm-hmm. on what they really wanted to do because they never thought about this the first time they're thinking. And the process of elimination really helps saying, okay, I've heard of these many hobbies, came with a big list and said, I need to decide which one is mine. And eliminate what you didn't like and you're left with uh, getting a lot closer to clarity. So that's Absolutely. a great, great way to do it. So then after this self-reflection, what's mm-hmm. what's next? Yeah, so I'd say just a quick thing on the self-reflection though, since we're talking about clients, another example comes to my mind. I was recently coaching someone who in the through the process of coaching, we realized that a decade, okay, a decade of working and what the issue was, was this person was always more excited to do tasks that were not part of their core role that were projects they would take up automatically but the reason being that the core role that they were applying for was actually not what they wanted to do but it kept adding to the experience they had and these Mm -hmm. other projects they would take up were actually where this person was thriving so it took that you know that unlearning to realize okay that's what it is so if I want to feel satisfied at work probably I should be applying for what I'm doing on the side as more my core project and look for jobs like that so you know those Mm -hmm. are the practical Mm -hmm. kind of examples where it helps yeah I think the Ikigai framework uh, really helps here Uh, I'm I'm sure most of us know about this it's the intersection of uh, you know the things that you're good at the things that you like doing uh, Mm. what the world needs and what what the world needs essentially is what you can be paid for. And I think Correct. the fourth one was, uh, what was the fourth one? I'm forgetting. For me, I remember the three because I remember at least when I won, it was one side is what can make you money. The other side is what you love. And then the intersection is what. But yeah, I think probably yeah. there, was, there so, was another one to that. It is a long, arduous process, uh, figuring out what you want to do. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think all of us should should take our own time to sort of, uh, mull over it and think about it before we get I, to the I'm, I'm glad you said that you know it's it's a long process because I think it's important we also recognize that today while it's great it's so great that we're having these conversations it's also mm-hmm. important but you know when you're surrounded by this noise of people having found their purpose as we call it uh, and then you feel this pressure that you know I don't I haven't found it either because mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
you don't know what it is or you you know but you're not there yet so i think it's also important to realize as long as you're getting one step closer to it it's fine also not everyone has just one purpose in their life i really feel we we are you know born with multiple purposes uh, and it's okay to explore those different kinds it's they're not only stepping stones also learn to probably treat them as what they are right now just find the most purposeful part of it in what you're doing right now as you move closer to the next step sure yeah i think that that makes a lot of sense because i think what you want today and what you want 10 years from now would would be very different yeah right? just so, look at anybody's love life probably the person they've been with when they were 18 is not who they want to marry but that doesn't discount that relationship right because that version of yourself wanted that so it's just how we grow absolutely but at the same time the time frame cannot be as short as you know one month because then you haven't done your thinking through well enough i suppose or you might think you are there but you then one month or one year later you'll realize there's more and it's an ongoing process so absolutely so find your own fit i guess <laughs> yes for you okay so this was self reflection self awareness mm-hmm. uh, let's come on to the next part which is uh, yeah you know taking some actions based on what you yeah. figured out about yourself so what 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 should uh, people do as next steps this is actually my favorite part and the reason i say i love reflection but the reason i say action is important because today uh more so we keep talking about you should listen to this podcast you should read this book and you know we put a list of books we need to finish in the year which is all great i turn to books and podcasts all the time for inspiration and i need it to fuel me uh, mm-hmm. but if i take no action from what i've read it's pointless because i in fact it's going to start either being useless or it's going to start making me feel worse because now i'm further away from what i think i should be having and what my reality is so i need mm-hmm. to start bridging that gap with action uh, so when i say action a few things in this scenario the scenario you've given me what, what are the kind of actions we can take reflection is an action yes you you do that after that um it could one be so coaching is one of those things right you decide mm-hmm. to maybe work with a coach to decide uh, to get through this maybe you're not able to fully get that reflective answers that you want so you sit down with someone to analyze uh, how you feel about a situation what kind mm-hmm. of actions can you mm-hmm. take set just, up an action plan or just act as a sounding board sometimes even that yeah. is enough That's very true and, and you know in a coaching session we say a coaching se- uh, session is a good one if the coach has not spoken for more than 20% of that session mm-hmm. because it's it's really about that other person and you're just that sounding board just saying hopefully the right things at the right times to keep propelling them to to keep talking in the right mm-hmm. direction and they have their own answers the best part about coaching that i like is it really believes that the person every person has their own answers because that's why you don't advise like if some one comes to me with this situation and tells me you know i am in a slump and uh, i have to figure it out if it's a mentorship i'll give an answer i'll say this is what you should do but in coaching that's never what you do because my answer is right for me with my perspective with my circumstances with my desires not for you so you need to find your own answer and you know we are just vessels to do that so i think that's a step that is good with action something else that i think is really important is to just move we all often times 
when you're in that slump after you've done a little awareness there are a few things you already know you can do but we procrastinate them or we have you know these inherent fears within that are blocking us from mm-hmm. taking mm-hmm. any step in that mm-hmm. direction so when you do something like coaching those kind of things surface up so then you can start taking action if you were overwhelmed by the idea of leaving a job or changing mm-hmm. a role take one step what is the first step you can do uh if your Perhaps goal was bridging you, the skill gap yeah start just bridging start the gap that maybe you wanted to become a full time author and you realize mm-hmm. that's what you want to do uh, mm-hmm. so okay start writing the first chapter you don't need to do change anything in your life maybe you just need to find half an hour where you were scrolling instagram and instead of that you've decided that that half an hour is you know to to write a chapter maybe it is uh, to wake up half an hour earlier and to write that chapter but you're not you're not needing to break your bank account or you know quit your job move the city it's not always the big things it's small action that can help absolutely so I really and i think, think sometimes that that it also helps to uh, talk to people who are already doing what you'd like to or just that's a very good know, action step yeah go ahead and ask for a change whatever change <laughs> you 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 want in your life if you want yeah, a role change say, or if you want a better comp or if mm? i don't know a certain style of working is not working out for you i think mm. it's very important to go ahead and have that con- conversation because yeah what is the step what is the next step yet in this world you won't get what you don't ask for 100% they say in ask and it is given and if you don't ask you're never getting it both those things are very true so as you said yeah a good action point can also be let's say you're in that slump and maybe you're looking for a change of role let's even assume you don't know what that change of role is so speak mm-hmm. to people in other departments as many as you can you'll start understanding what their day looks like and maybe one thing from someone's day sounds nice to you maybe you spot a pattern that you're liking all these kind of tasks or maybe you just find one person who's doing one job and say that that sounds great that's what i want to do so that's step one and then you know yeah talk to your manager or talk to that person these are the kind of steps we can take absolutely i think establish what action should be taken and take accountability for those and start now that's my <laughs> i have to say <laughs> you know reflection is once you get into it it's actually one of those things that you start to enjoy most times like once you get a taste of it beginning might be uncomfortable but once you get a taste of it you will actually start enjoying it and then the next challenge you'll have once you've done that is to get yourself to start taking action because you can yeah. read 20 books on finance if your problem is finance but once you've read the first book no it doesn't mean you don't read the second book but start taking action before you get there. absolutely absolutely i think start now is my favorite maximum value per letter so 5678 uh, letters right eight. eight letters but so much wisdom in those it's two all words, it takes because we feel like everyone who's done anything right anyone who switched roles anyone who started their own company who's done anything built a side hustle whatever it is no one knew the full end game i never have i don't even now i just need to know what the probably next three steps look like and then by then i'll know what the what the next three look like after that and that's how you figure it out right all right i think that was the first part to quickly summarize uh, you start with reflection uh, what you don't like mm-hmm. what you like and then you you know establish actions you would want to take to you know come out of that that phase of dissatisfaction um taking actions starting now is really important and without doing that you're not getting anywhere exactly so, <laughs> uh, if the one thing you take out of today that yes do something now however little 
All right, great then. Moving on to the next part, which was uh, what should the other party, the mm. people managers or the leaders, do yeah. to deal with team members who are undergoing a slump? Because to be honest, it affects them equally, if if not more. Yeah. Because uh, I think it ne- leads to a drop in performance. It leads to a lot of mm. external conflicts. uh which mm. can well it it's not it can lead to more dissatisfaction for the individual themselves and mm. it can bring together the performance of the team for sure yeah. so maybe i'm going to i'm going to say is, i don't know if this is controversial it shouldn't be but i think the first thing i really think we don't talk about enough is that management is not for everyone and that is not a negative statement uh you will never say that have, i mean we'll say that for everything right we'll say coding is not for everyone we'll say uh, presentation is not for everyone so why is that not for management we've built a system for so long mm-hmm. where in management feels like the only way you can progress in the corporate world where if you want to go from you know from point a to point b to point c to keep growing uh everyone's looking for management like i want a management role i don't want an ic role i want a management role then i want to want to manage a bigger team and then i want to, and that seems to be the uh, measure of your growth which should not be because i really feel that just like any other skill management also comes with uh, skills that you need to develop and hone or have right so just like you would train yourself for any other skills and check whether you have an affinity towards that skill we need to do the same thing with management especially today uh, the kind of managers we need is changing and i don't think everyone is cut out for that if i may say and when you say especially today i think it's also true that people have that other option of not being a manager or not being a leader now more yeah, than yeah and it needs to grow now we have the opportunity now for Earlier, that to that become the, the norm that was the only way to grow that was the only Correct. way to grow but now things are changing things have changed a lot already so if, if you know that it's not cut out you are not cut out for for that role you then why push yourself yeah like it's not good for anyone right imagine if you are a great uh, coder or you're a great digital marketer and that's your expertise and you're really good at it and the value you create from it can keep growing but you don't like managing people and you uh, you know it makes you anxious or it, whatever the reason is then mm-hmm. how is you doing that benefiting anyone you're adding less value you're probably creating a not great environment for the people you're managing and the productivity overall for the company is also going to go down so and it's why also do going that? to affect you if if you yeah. let people down and you might feel you're not doing a good enough job whereas actually if you were just pursuing the skill you are good at you'll be doing mm-hmm. a very very good job instead of doubting yourself uh, in the growth ladder so i'd say well that said. is number 1 number 1 is first figure out if you want to be a manager and vice versa companies figure out you know who should be a manager and let them really raise their hand for the right reasons so i think that's mm-hmm. one the other thing is like you said in when we say in today's times the option is there i think also in today's time the kind of leaders we are looking for is changing and i don't just mean at a corporate level i think in the world we need leaders who are not only authoritative right and again i don't mean this in a negative way that was just the kind of leadership we needed at that phase in life at that time in the world maybe but right now we need leaders with other qualities we need emotional intelligence we need empathetic leaders you know if you're leading in the middle of a pandemic and people are losing people they love people are scared for their health they are not able to do normal things they want there is recession there is a war there is multiple things going on and people are trying to get better at their work you, you need the right management style to manage that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and 
an ever increasing trend that I've seen in our generation and when I say I, mm. our generation Gen Z's and millennials more mm. than more than wealth and more than career development they are chasing purpose in life so mm. uh, we also need we also need need leaders who can who inspire this generation and uh, help them buy on to their vision so vision selling and aligning them with their mission or the company's mission is is mm. also becoming very important that's a great point definitely because yeah there's a lot of research more and more that shows that people want to work with companies who are either making the world a better place or are aligned to the values they value whatever mm. that may be for them so definitely i think that also changes you know as a manager i i wouldn't say the financial side of it doesn't matter i think for a lot of people it matters but it's not it's, it's also, yeah, as you it's said it's not the only of part yes, of exactly. that circle once that need is fulfilled you Correct. move on to the next need like the Correct. Maslow's hierarchy of exactly needs, right? and it's a it's a circle of things that people want and people pay different weightage to it but definitely it's no longer what just one thing so you have to make sure uh, you know when you're internally communicating to your employees or what are you give you know work life balance uh, things like these are things that people uh, in the new generation definitely honor more so we have to meet them there in terms of management as well two very great points to have come out of uh, you know this this discussion but is there anything more uh, that people managers leaders can do to I mean, there's 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 a lot we can talk about, but maybe just specific to the situation we started with, right? When you said that, okay, if someone's in a slump, what can the manager do? I think first, maybe as a manager, you stay on the lookout for these cues because they're not they generally show up long before they actually show up in the sense long before you've been. specifically told about it you're going to catch it if you see someone uh, who's generally punctual show up late if you see someone who's generally uh, speaks more in meetings speaking less if you see someone who uh, usually likes going for after works but is not showing up at all anymore um, you know i'm not saying the reason is always because there's a slump at work but either way i think it's good to check in with your employer and see you know what is the reason and if there's anything you can do to help uh, so mm-hmm. the first spotting for those whether verbal or non-verbal cues uh the other thing could be you don't always need to wait for that conversation to come up uh, i guess proactively bringing up that conversation is a good idea um it also lets the employee feel seen feel heard you're creating space make sure you also create space for real you know it's like when we meet people uh, that you don't know that well you're meeting them in passing and you're going to be like how are you and they'll say i'm fine we already know the answer is i'm fine right we're not really making space for them to say i'm not fine okay <laughs> because that's not the kind of conversation we are having so definitely when we sit down to have that kind of conversation make sure we're making space for more answers than one um, and truly listen i also think taking feedback is a skill all of us need to learn and as manager especially so when someone is giving you feedback if you're asking them ask them to truly listen to that feedback don't ask them because you want to take that off your list that you you asked this person what's wrong but sit down and ask them and if they have some feedback on why they're feeling the way they're feeling if they feel like they are being uh, you know they're not happy with the management or they're not happy with the role or whatever it is don't don't listen to counteract it listen to take in the feedback and think about it absorb it before you respond and close the feedback loop uh, yes <laughs> 
definitely definitely i think Just that's important, important because someone has chosen to open up to you uh, and and trust you with that information you owe it to them to close that feedback loop and not let it be as if um, nothing happened and it was just a part of your to-do list right i think i think that was all then um would you like to quickly summarize the second part first one i already did i think the second one if we could quickly summarize those one two pointers that we discussed sure so the second part on the manager side as we discussed one see if uh, you're cut out for management not a negative way just see if that's something you want to do management is not higher than any other skill or lower uh, second uh, you know make sure that you're on the lookout for cues that are verbal or non-verbal indirect before they directly come up to you and probably lastly when you have that conversation truly make space and you know take feedback in the right way and close that loop wonderful quite an invigorating chat kusha i'm sure everyone uh, would take something or the other away from this conversation and thank you uh, i'm glad thank you for having me i love talking to you <laughs> lovely talking to you as well thanks a lot kusha and thanks everyone for tuning in